You are listening to Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast, a podcast where we believe wrestling is a buffet and there's something there for everyone. Make sure you're following us on all social media, such as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, under Two Heels and a Face. That's number two, Heels and a Face. Make sure you check out our website, twoheelsandaface.com. Era, era, two heels and a face. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Tears and Face Wrestling Podcast. On today's episode, there's actually an episode. It's audio. Hello. Check, check. One, two. This is us. You can still. We are live. Dusting off the mics. We've create, we're creating audio content for the first time since maybe November 12th. It is now December 21st. So uh, we have published some things in between them. We did. Yeah. Helped to get a press release out for Warrior Wrestling 26. And we posted an article getting to know Mike Hartenbauer on twoheelsandaface.com, which if you haven't uh, read it, excuse me, I said, I said listen to it, but it, it's all written. Um, and then also we published another article too, which I think we can probably talk about in the middle of this episode um, on there as well. We've been doing a little writing, a little creative writing. Chris, um, we're going to do the best we can to just kind of touch on 2022, at least from what we've seen, we have some people joining us today as well in certain time slots. Uh, but first, you have a new setup, and why is that? I am now reciting no longer in Midlothian. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm further south now, but not too far south. Uh, I'm in Oak Forest. I, I moved. I got settled in. Um, that, you know, took... Uh, it was partially a little bit why we kind of had a, a little bit of a break. I just didn't have much time to to yeah. move in, work, kids. I gotta say, moving with you know with little ones, it's it's tough, man. Like, just you know, because when you move, you have a bunch of stuff in boxes and and stuff, and like the kids still want your attention. Like, uh, that was one thing I hadn't done. I hadn't moved with with kids, and that that was tough. But it's all good now. We've been here for a couple of weeks. And and like I said earlier, dusting off the mics here and 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 getting back in the groove of uh, of recording and and now we're going live. So yeah, we're trying to uh, we have a little bit of representation from some uh, um, some promotions, some representatives. Uh, I'm texting one right now. This is going to be a little uh, off the cuff. Uh, I don't know. Uh, she might be able to swing it. So we'll see. We'll see if we can get her. Um. But yeah, I'm really happy for you. Yeah, that was one of the reasons why we kind of you want to call. I mean, if you want to call it a hiatus, uh, I don't think we need to. I wanted to let everyone know. I don't think we need to apologize, right? Because life—that's <laughs> that's what to put it. Like life, moving plus selling a house. Uh, congrats to you. Let's let's, let's give it thank up. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, plus three kids. Uh, my only excuse is that uh, uh, my brain is screwed up and I was feeling a little bit of seasonal depression plus laziness. Uh, so I think your excuses are a little bit better than mine. What do you think? Uh, I, I, it, it is what it is. I mean, none is better than the <laughs> other. And, and, and it's it's cool. Like you, I think last time we recorded, you're like, yeah, it's, it's coming to that time of the year where seasonal depression might kick in. And it's like, well, we got to do what we got to do. Like um, if, if, you know, because I also don't want to consider it a break or or a hiatus. Yeah. Because like you said, like you, like the stuff that's been put out in uh, twoheelsintheface.com, 
shameless plug number two heels in the face dot <laughs> com um you know there, there's some it, it's a sort of a creative outlet there you know to to kind of keep up with, with with wrestling and um i think there was a also you met i don't know if you mentioned that one but uh the xavier sky um getting to know xavier sky already know there. xavier sky is on tuesdayface.com that was a late october so okay we had that as well mm-hmm. and then our last audio was with dan uh dan perch which was a really good interview on That's november right. 12th i think yeah so um you know we've we've been trying i mean this is a we've been we're coming up on what six years doing this five years we've been doing it for five years so, yeah. so it was march is gonna be six and yep. we've really been pretty consistent um so and i think that's why we built loyal lo- a loyal following you know like people who i think i think we can confidently say people who attend these shows listen to the podcast and i don't know ever know if it will grow to be more than that nor do i think that you and me really care that much because i think we're happy doing what we do um and if there is any aspirations i'm sure we'll communicate that like beyond kind of but we just want to pr- produce good stories i think good content yep. Yeah, and this whole thing started right. Like, let's let's highlight the the stuff that that we go attend, watch, and not stretch ourselves and try to cover everything that's under the sun because you can't do that. At least I don't think you can, it, unless it's your full time job. So, and and we don't want this to feel like a job either. No, exactly. Um, I am sending the link to join. Link to join to email now. For our first person, and um, yeah, oh, we did get uh, we did get the go ahead from someone who's involved in freelance wrestling. If we wanted to stream a match during this live stream, I just did finish watching uh, Speedball, Mike Speedball Bailey versus um, Brian Keith, and it did it. It is definitely an eye opener <laughs> of a match. Okay. It is definitely worth your time. I know that that when that that place just took. That match just took place recently. I like the last freelance show, the Balls of Fury one. And boy, did that deliver. Um, so there's, you know, we could probably maybe talk about that a little bit more in, in, the, in the middle segment of the show if we can't get the, a freelance representative to join. They're apparently, they're, we've tried. We reached out to Nick, so we reached out to James. Um, we reached out to two wrestler, a couple wrestlers as well, said they were down. And we, we, all people are welcome to join this. I think if you were to shoot us a DM and you had something to say kind of on the year, um, you're more than willing to hop in, but we, the people who we did get messages from are wrestlers and we want to have them on to do their own episodes, like in, in early in 2023, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're, uh, you know, 2023 is going to look a, a little bit more consistent, I think based on, you know, the conversations that, that Charlie and I have had, um, you know, we're, we're getting back on the schedule. Uh, now that you know things are are settling in our, on our end, at least I hope so on mine. Uh, and uh, yeah, it, it should be fun. I, there's lots to look forward to in 2023. Our co- our commitments to the uh, the Tuesday and Face listeners is what did we say? We said at least two audio recordings per month, right? Correct. I'm putting this out there because you have to manifest these things speak them by weekly episodes after being weekly episodes for so long uh i think committing to a bi-weekly cadence i think bi-weekly is more a little bit more realistic for us yeah um usually how we've done that's kind of what we've done this year usually what we do is we will record and publish something then the week after we kind of just 
you know, make little clips of it, audiograms, if you will, uh, put them on Instagram. We just continually promote. So the people, listeners get that second week then to really, uh, you know, to really dive into the episode if they missed it the first time. And then the, let's say the third week of the month, we'll, we'll try to produce something new. So we're going for bi-weekly. We're going for at least two uh, audio episodes a month. One of them is going to be show preview recappy style. So we'll, we'll watch some wrestling as well. Obviously, if we're not there, we, we try to watch as well. That is, there's evidence of it. I just put some evidence of it on our Instagram story. There and then, um, and the other will be like very wrestler interview focused. So those two, those two episodes per month. And then we'll try to do one written article per month and the blog, like a written blog, basically post. So that could be uh, the written interviews that we've been doing, the getting to know interviews, which are not like, you know, these have been going on for a while before twos in a face as well, but I think they're, they're nice, easy reads and you do get to learn something about something really quick. It's like a quick hitter. Um, or it just might be a little bit more creative writing, uh, that we've done. Uh, with the, the, while we wait for our guests to come, I did send them the link. So, um, we, we actually, uh, I, I see him in the waiting room. Oh, okay. Room. He's in the, he's in the waiting room. Yeah. So let's, let's, uh, let's not waste any time and bring him on. It's, it's been a while. Let's welcome principal Steve. <laughs> Steve. Hello gentlemen. Can you hear us? Yes. Sorry. I'm just finishing a, a gold chocolate Hanukkah coin. How are you guys doing? We're great. <laughs> it's been too long. I cheers. know. I feel like I, haven't, I don't have anything to cheers with. All I have is chocolate. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I haven't seen you guys in years. How are you? I'm good. And that's no one's fault. You know, obviously we uh, we went in a little different direction this year. We tried to do a little bit more buffet line style, a little less show heavy. Um, sure. And we, I think we've kept in touch. But yeah, it's uh, it's like you bump in, you bumped into an old friend. You know, you knew in high school or something. Yeah, but yeah. The friend that you liked, not the person that you hated in high school. You know, great, this guy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember that class. You were a dick. <laughs> um, dude, uh, Steve, just catch us up. 2022 is kind of what we're recapping. You only got a, what, a 20 minute time slot. Maybe we can go a little over. Take a little bit over. That's fine. Yeah, because we don't, our, our middle representative, uh, you know, we're still kind of searching for one, but. Um, like this this year, you guys were all over the place. It was it was almost like a a, 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 a you know a domestic tour in a sense. Like where, yeah. where are you guys going this year? Yeah, so we at the end of 2021, um, a couple of big things happened. Number one, we decided we're going to throw a bunch of spaghetti at the wall in 2022 and see what sticks as okay. far as touring and trying different stuff and doing different stuff. And also, we just kind of had fall into our lap. Um, arguably, the greatest wrestler on planet Earth, Will Osprey, is the Warrior Wrestling Champion. And yeah. so with Will, uh, with our title, we, we kind of took it all over. We went to South Bend, Indiana twice. We went to Indianapolis. We went to Grand Rapids. We went to St. Louis. We brought it back to Chicago, to the city of Chicago proper, across the street from the United Center, the, before Forbidden Door. So we were kind of all over. Um, and it's been a crazy, crazy year. In 2023, we are going to go back to at least some of those cities that we visited before we're definitely going back to south bend in about a month right. uh, we are going to go back to grand rapids in march march 25th that's not been announced announced yet but news dropping here on the on the podcast and then um we're looking at go. maybe going back to indianapolis in may as well so yeah we've, we've tried to um you know expand and and do um 
do a little bit uh, outside of our comfort zone. You know, we, we were very happy with what we were doing at Marion for years, and we just wanted to try something a little bit different. There you go. You got it from the website. Cool. I did not know that Chris prepared graphics. I am <laughs> Look shocked. at that. I am as shocked you are. <laughs> yeah. So the, dusting off the, you know. Those, you are the uh, second person besides me who reads our website. <laughs> <laughs> no, I go there. I go there for updates. Um, that why? So I want to dive deeper though into the why challenge yourself because I think you guys had had a notable thing and were I think well established and you got there sure. like pretty pretty quickly. Um, why step out of that comfort zone though? Like, is it just something you you and Eric always want to do or what? A couple of things. Number one, I think we're masochistic and have ADHD, right? So like, <laughs> want to make it harder for ourselves and try something different. So I think that's the basis of it. I think number two is we wanted to do more shows and we also didn't want to oversaturate the Chicago market, right? Okay. Like one of the things when we came on the scene four and a half years ago, almost five years ago, is that it was like, oh, well, there's already so many great promotions on the scene. It's like, yeah, but we were only going to run a couple of shows a year. And we did. And then when we wanted to run more shows a year, we didn't want to oversaturate it, right? We don't want to be competing yeah, with freelance AAW and freelance underground and Gali and Black Label all the time. So we were only at Chicago a couple of times this year. The other thing too is that I really feel like there are a ton of underserved wrestling markets. And I used South Bend as the example for this all the time. Yeah. The, the WWF back in the day used to come to South Bend and play in the basketball arena at Notre Dame. Hogan was there, Warrior was there, Brett and Sean were there. And then WWF cut a bunch of the smaller cities off of its tours. AEW only runs basically one show a week and they mostly go to major cities. So so cities like Grand Rapids, mm. like South Bend, they tend to not get great wrestling. I mean and 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 no there are there are smaller independent promotions that run and they're awesome for what they are locally, but they yeah. tend to not see Will Ospreay, right? Like oh, Will Ospreay's sure. never been to South Bend. And so our thought was A, we can bring that to them and B, they would appreciate it. And they did, right? Like, and, and so that was that was part of it too. So it's a little bit, we were bored, we were, you know, itching a little bit. We didn't want to oversaturate our own market. A little bit, we wanted to go to these other markets and a little bit, we just wanted to try it and see, right? And we learned some things along the way yeah. of what cities worked, of what promotional tactics worked, what type of venues work. So anyway, we did it, we liked it. We're gonna figure out a version of it for the future. Yeah, definitely. It sounds like you might, optimize it a little bit to some places you might return to some places you might not were there any like moments of regret where it's just like oh dang like you know like obviously when you challenge yourself to step out of your comfort zone there's always that like uncertainty and like oh dang should we have done this did you feel any of that were there bumps along the way no honestly and even things even there there were bumps along the way but we yeah. don't regret them right because okay. you try different stuff and you figure out what works when we booked the show in indianapolis a whole bunch of people told me they're like indianapolis isn't a wrestling town this is a terrible decision and we sold out the venue that we were in mcgowan hall we had 415 i think it like held like 375 by fire code but then we put about 415 people in there and the people were white hot all night long Right. So sometimes you just got to try it and see what works, what doesn't work. Yeah. I remember seeing it's like episode three or four of two days on the face. This is now five years ago, um, which is I mean, congrats on your what would you how old did you say you were? So we started the turn of the year 2018. So we're finishing our fourth year. This will be our fifth year in 2023. 
Okay. Well, congrats on that. Um, well, I think we're going to Mayweather's sixth year in March. Would would have been six years. And like episode three or four is like a review. <laughs> I went to NXT like Indianapolis. It was some kind of theater. It was like Persian or Egyptian. Like the name of it. It was Persian or Egyptian or something. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know if you've looked at that venue or not at all. But it was the no. it was the uh, only t- it was the not that I seek emails from this individual, but I got like a random. Why did I God? I think because Meltzer was he was like uh, getting attendance from all these random like NXT live events because that's what he reports on. And sure. for some reason, I like volunteered myself, and he shot me an email about like what the attendance was <laughs> and i had to it was i'll never i don't know why i remember this and then i kind of like ballparked it and sent it back to him and uh i think it was used but i never got a i never got a thank you email so <laughs> yeah uh, yeah uh but yes yeah, fun town let's uh let, let's just I, while you were describing that steve <laughs> i mean did, did you ever like stop and think like will osprey is going to south bend like just that sentence, I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's like, what? Yeah, uh, no, it's crazy. Super you know? cool. Super cool that you guys made it happen, though. Like, but yeah, well, that was insane. Yeah, and they loved it. And honestly, too, you know, you, there's the old cliche, never meet your heroes. Well, Will Ospreay was phenomenal. So, I mean, just truth be told, full curtain pulled back. Eric and I are huge Will Ospreay marks in the sense of, like, we think he's he's phenomenal, right? We think he can do no wrong and walks yeah. on water. And, and when we were, you know, in 2017, when there was an ROH New Japan show at the Odeon, um, the Odeon in Villa Park. And we were yeah. in our seats and like Osprey came out to watch part of the show, like 10 feet away from each other. I remember Eric like elbowing me and be like, there's Will Osprey. <laughs> and then flash forward like four years later and like we're road tripping with him from Chicago to South Bend multiple times a year. He and Eric are stopping for milkshakes at the rest stop. He goes into his first American Walmart, like all of these things that are like, what is life? You know what I mean? So no, <laughs> we never would have imagined this ever. Well, I just imagine you're at a, a Walmart in South Bend or something, and you're just you're the greeter, right? And Will Ospreay comes walking through the door. Yeah, that that would be an experience. And then I, I, sometimes those greeters are are polite, uh, you know, like someone's grandma. So she might not know, but you know, you're stocking a shelf and you see Will. You're stocking a shelf of a Will Ospreay toy and you see Will Ospreay. That would be some Twilight Zone stuff going on right there. Hey. And because I don't know how much time we really have with you here, Steve, I'm just going to jump right into it because we talked Will Ospreay, but then we've always been talking when Sam Adonis is synonymous in, in my head with warrior wrestling, right? Yeah. We've always talked about his trajectory, his, he is facing everybody under the sun and proving himself and he's a staple. Yeah. Now you have Vikingo, Igor <laughs> Vikingo. Yeah. I, 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 at South Bend, right? Again, uh, uh, how did this happen? Please give me a, just a little bit of that. You know, there are great talents that you have your eye on for forever. And it's not like we were the only people in the world to know Vikingo was amazing, right? Like everybody sure. who watches any AAA footage knows that. And we've been bugging about getting Vikingo for probably three years. And it was always just a matter of visa and doing it properly for him. And the Lucha Libre agency through uh, Mass Republic set something up and got all of this going. And he is now going to be available in the United States. And, and uh, we were very honored because they're being very discerning with where he takes bookings right so not mm. so jimmy's wrestling shack down the street <laughs> if, if, even if you put all the pennies together their triple a is not 
booking Vikingo on shows like that. So it's Defy, it's PWG, and and Warrior Wrestling so far. And um, you know, here's some news for you guys as well. Regardless of the outcome of this match, whether he wins the Warrior Lucha title or Sam wins the AAA Mega title, Vikingo will be with us for numerous shows this spring. And that's part of the, the the deal that we made with AAA and Master Public. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things we just kept asking and asking and poking for years. And then once it became available and became real, we were in line. Similar to Speedball Mike Bailey. You know, we've been fans of Mike Bailey since 2015. And we literally had like an internal countdown to whenever his ban on coming into the United States ended. And then once he got his impact contract and got his working visa, we had been talking to Speedball for years and it was just off to the races. Yeah, I really like that you, and I believe this this year, was it this year that you introduced that specific title, the Lucha one? Uh, June of 21. June of 21. June of 21. Yeah. Okay, so I remember this year was the year Adonis won it, though, correct? Yes. yes. Correct. And that's great. I mean, I feel like, obviously, and, and, and uh, you know, five, we'll talk about, we're reminiscing a little bit here. Five years ago, maybe Charlie would have been like, is Sam Adonis really a luchador, though? And Chris wisened me up and said it's really <laughs> just the style and not necessarily the person or does the person wear a mask, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, so obviously a, a very, very worthy title holder. I And some people listening or uh, if they're watching stream might not give a shit, but um, <clears throat> I'm working on the – I don't know if you remember last year we did like a Chicago's Top 25 article. Do you recall yeah. that? Yes. We're doing it. I'm going to try to make it a, a thing, uh, doing another one. I, uh, put Adonis, I put Adonis on here, obviously. I put him at 10. Ooh. I had, um, and obviously there's different things that go into this. I think there's, um, to not get to break it down a little, a little bit is just like complete mat uh, out of the promotions that we follow complete matches wrestled. Um, and then also like, are you a title holder? You get a little bit more points for that. Uh, are you in important matches for the company, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I think he might've been a little higher last year, but I also did. I think I would, and uh, my personal bias is in this a little bit as well. Sure. So I put a guy at 10. I don't know if that, obviously once the full list comes out, uh, I think people, you, you, you know, if you're pissed at us, Steve, tweet, <laughs> tweet us. Seriously, because I want to sure, get people, the point of this is so people talk about it. I don't give a shit if you're mad or happy, right? Like, um, and it's an opinion article. Your opinions, they're opinions. They're not facts. Um, you can have one as well. We did have, though, eight. I had eight. I had Casey Navarro. Okay. And I need you to just completely catch me up to speed from start to finish on Casey sure. Navarro. I believe that he, like, is uh, almost, like, sneakily stole the title or, like, wasn't someone came in after a match right like can you catch me up on like a year the year he's had yeah so he won in back in 21 he won our contenders medallion which is basically like money in the bank but for warrior wrestling yeah. and he carried that uh he had a massive losing streak after winning that he lost to rocky romero he lost to alex shelley uh he lost there's one i'm missing in there and then he started racking up some wins with Brian Cage as his mentor. Then he and Cage had a little bit of a falling out. He fought Brian Cage uh, in Grand Rapids. And then later that night, he cashed in the medallion to add himself to the War of Attrition match, which had come down to right. Osprey and Pillman. He added himself to the match. And with Cage's help, he won the title. So he finally won the title, but it wasn't on his own or of his own accord. 
Then a week later in Chicago, the afternoon of Forbidden Door, he had to defend it against Brian Pillman, and he won with a low blow. And then in October, he had to defend it against Trey Miguel, and he won it when Frank the Clown and his goons interfered, and KC joined Frank the Clown's FTC LLC. So KC finally made it to the top of the mountain, but he didn't do it honorably, and he hasn't done anything honorably since. And so now he's aligned himself with Frank as Frank's stable continues to grow bigger and bigger. Yeah. So um, he's a guy that we had earmarked from the start, from the time he joined us as a future star, and he made it there, and then he took a terrible left turn. Yeah, do you feel how – how do you, the principal, the rule uh, – you, you're telling people to follow rules daily. Uh, how do you feel about that? Well, you know, I think disappointed, right? Like this is a guy who we think has all the talent in the world and and think could earn it. And he doesn't need all of these jamokes. Yeah, go back. With Chris. Chris, are you, how are you so prepared for what I'm saying? Are you just, pull, where are you pulling this from? I don't understand. We didn't speak about this. At Look, all I, I'm on a good streak right now. I'm so amazed and confused at the same time. Just Look, let it happen. Steve, look at the, the Steve, these are good. Look, these are honorable students that have turned bad. Like Storm Grayson is, a, although he's from Naperville, good yeah. human. The bank, yes, that's a the Bang brothers are, are fighting. The Bang brothers are not associated with these yahoos. It's Frank the Clown, Storm Grayson, okay. Trevor right. Outlaw, Calvin Tankman, and now Casey Namaro. Calvin Tankman. Okay, so it's it seems like good guys gone bad though. Like they're being yeah. poisoned. Yeah, that's what happens when Frank the Clown, right? It's like a it's like a poison coffee bean. You drop him in a pot, he turns the whole pot brown. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he, Cal, he, he's I mean, he's building a diverse stable. Um, there's a lot of different people in it. Uh, rate the rate the name FTC LLC though on a scale of one to five. Five being. I think it's a negative four. Yeah. Just a bunch of letters he threw together. Whatever. He's a clown. Yeah. Uh, it's great. Um, I think we got you for another four minutes. Is that okay? Sure, I can do a few more. That's fine. And for uh, anybody watching or listening, you're like, what, what the hell does he I have a newborn and we have bed, bath time and bedtime coming up. So as anybody with a, a newborn can tell you, you don't mess with those things. Congrats. I don't know if congrats. Yes, I don't know congrats. We haven't had a chance to say that. Thanks, guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, just you got, I guess you got four minutes to your entire year. Like what I'll are give some you of the eight. most, you can give me, you can give me a, what are some of the, what sticks like it's, what's it's your highlight? Little, yeah. What are the highlights? It's a little bit like, you know, reminiscing end of year. It's a little cliche, but like when you look yeah. back at this year, like what are some things that stick out to you? Like, yeah, you know, it's a great question because honestly, I am such a person that is so wired with what's next that I don't do a lot of reflecting. So I like it when I'm forced to, because it, it makes we're me. forcing you. Yeah. Um, when we were in Grand Rapids, Michigan, we were running in this giant arena that we were in like one tenth of, right? But it was the, the called the Delta Plex, and Ring of Honor ran there a few times. And at one point, uh, mid show, Jeff Cobb pulled me aside. He goes, "You know, you guys outdrew Ring of Honor in this building, right?" I was like, "No." He goes, "Significantly," and I was like, "Oh wow, like, like that's kind of crazy, right? Like then yeah. it just hits you." And that was the night that Casey won the title from Will, so that was the end of Will's six month arc with our title. And Eric okay. and I were sitting there watching that whole thing unfold. And we were like, wow, you know, again, Will Ospreay was just the warrior wrestling champion for six months. It's crazy. Um, 
Loved going to South Bend. Like I said, loved going to Indy. Loved taking it down to St. Louis um, and just doing what we do in front of other people. Because I think part of it, too, is the sense of like, well, we've done this for our crowd over and over again. Could it work for somebody else? Or, mm -hmm. or is it just the people that know us and like us as, an, as a promotion? And seeing, you know, people who had, who had followed us from afar, right? Like we met people in St. Louis who were like, I bought all your pay-per-views, but I can't believe <laughs> I get to see you guys in person. And you're like, oh, wow, like we're a thing. Like, mm -hmm. um, it was really, really cool. So, and just the travel with the wrestlers and friends and ring crew and everybody. So I think in, in retrospect, it was really, um, it was a really good year for that. The show we did at the Malcolm X college right across from the United center was interesting because we got so many new fans who also had heard about us, but they were in town for forbidden door. So they caught our show right before they walked over to forbidden door. Yeah. And that was really cool too, to see people from all over, right? Like the shows we used to run after all out when all Out was on a Saturday and we run on Sunday people from Boston, people from California, people from Texas who, who knew about our show and came to see our show before they went to go see Moxley versus Tanahashi. Okay. I will happily be the opening <laughs> act to that show. So I think in, in reflecting on it, it was, this year was everything we wanted it to be, right? We threw a bunch of stuff at the wall to see what would stick. We went to different places. We tried different things. The other thing too, that I'm really, um, mm -hmm proud of and actually i had accidentally texted part of this conversation to charlie earlier instead of henry um, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I almost responded like uh okay <laughs> i'm really proud of the post-production stuff that we've done so not only the live shows but the quality of what you're seeing on the broadcast brian lowry from gnarly pop does these amazing graphics packages for us uh, henry yeah, jasper does these awesome video reviews and, and and pulls together all the camera angles from different people so we have the live pay-per-view Feed, and then Henry does what he calls the ultimate edition, where he uses all different angles and ways of seeing the show. Like the the actual product of what we're putting out live, we're very proud of. But I'm very proud of the crew too that's doing the post-produced streamed product or VOD product because I think that's becoming more and more unique and higher and higher quality. Wait till you cool. guys see. I'll send you offline. Henry took all these different uh, cameras and, and did a version of Mance Warner versus Trevor Outlaw and then set like a score underneath it, like, like a soundtrack. And he added in interviews and like pre-match footage from Frank and Trevor and Mance. It really makes it a very different experience. I'll send it to Damn. you. So I'm, I'm proud of that as well. That's that so cool. cool. We love stuff like that, of course. Uh, just continues to help with the storytelling. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think... Yeah, take time to reflect for sure. You should be proud of yourself. I think we're like seeing you guys bop around. We're like, oh shit, oh shit. Like there are those moments where you're like, damn, like war is really doing the damn thing out there. War is doing the damn thing out there, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that's how you have impressed us. And, and um, you definitely like have, you know, like like other people are like, oh, I heard about Warrior, but haven't had a chance to go. For for me, it was like, oh damn, now they're in indie. Like I can't go to Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're coming. Yeah. And that allows you to come back to your roots, right, too, for a couple. Well, and one of the things, actually, based on that, that's some feedback we got from some Chicago folks. It's like, ah, oh, you guys are everywhere else and you're not home anymore. Okay, so what we're going to do in 2023, <laughs> we're going to try to pace out being home more. So in 22, we were in Cicero in February. We were in um, Malcolm X in June, but in between, we were never home. Those were the only two home shows before we got to October at Marion. So now we're going to try to go a road show, a home show, a road show, a home show. So our home fans can see us every couple of months. And right now we've already got it pegged. We're February, April, and June. We will be in Chicago. Yeah, no, you're, I mean, you, the graphic is backing up your word. You're a man of your word. Um, <laughs> and uh, you've always been. And uh, 
And I, I, I don't know if the, this might be the last thing I say, but like the, hey, I'm glad you're in St. Louis. Is that, can you explain to me? Because I here's the thing with us. Um, we're very, you're, we're obviously not running a wrestling promotion, Chris and I, but like when you, like you, thank you for using like our soundbite and your promotional stuff. Um, but like when we, that happens or like we get a tweet, like, dang, I listened to this and it was, that was great. Like Purge does that a lot because he's just a phenomenal human. Um, but like, that is the stuff that keeps us going. And that is the stuff that like makes us like, after we've worked, we're like, let's hop on the computer and get something going, reach out to someone, like put, like maybe talk to someone we're not too familiar with to push ourselves. Like that's the stuff keeps us going. Is that, did you get that same feeling when we went on to St. Louis and heard like, oh, we got fans in St. Louis, et cetera. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, like, um, you, you, you do a thing and then it's over, right? You put on a show and then the show ends and you're like, well, I hope people liked it. You know, if people who are there live, like you talk to people as they're leaving, et cetera, but you don't know what happens beyond your, the walls that you're in. So for like yeah. you guys putting out a podcast or a video, like you said, you put it out there and I don't know, hopefully somebody's hearing it and it's not just echoing off the walls. Yeah. And it's the same thing too, for our shows. So like you said, to hear, you know, like uh, I'll, I'll do a, a specific example. Big Mo, who, who hosts the podcast, he's based out of, I believe, Nebraska. Um, he drove from Nebraska to St. Louis to see our show. Um, and Mo, correct me if you listen to this and it's not Nebraska. I'm sorry. It might be Western Kansas. I'm not sure. Um, but, but he's like, I, I was never going to drive to Chicago, but I can drive to St. Louis. And he talked to us that day and he was like, it's so great to see you guys live. I've been watching it on pay-per-view for a couple of years. And so something like that is like, wow, like you still, you drove to St. Louis. That's a hell of a drive too. We appreciate it. Or even the Chicago fans, right? Like shout out to Tom Sokola and a handful of other Chicago fans who we saw in Indy and Grand Rapids and South Bend and St. Louis. Like that's crazy too. Yeah, that's so cool. I didn't. Uh, I saw. I think he was. Yeah, I saw that mention of you on that that podcast, but haven't had a chance to listen. But uh, yeah, it's really cool to see to know the fruits of your labor are having that effect on other people. So I'm glad you got to experience that for sure. Yeah, and when there's something that you love, right? Like whether you're a musician, an artist, whatever. If you love to do a thing, you don't need to be the best in the world at it, but you just need to hear other people go, "Hey, I appreciate how much you love this. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah, I'm glad exactly. you saw that." Yeah, I, I listen. Acknowledge some sort of like mini acknowledgement, I think helps. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's sweet. And, um, and just go just ahead, real quick, uh, Steve, was it at the beginning of this year when the Warrior Wrestling title was featured or was appeared in New Japan? Was it the beginning of this year? Yeah, geez, I didn't even mention that. Oh, shit. <laughs> right? Will Ospreay carried our belt down the ramp at the Tokyo Dome for the main event against Okada. Yeah, let me say that again. <laughs> Will Ospreay carried our belt down the ramp at the Tokyo Dome for the main event of Wrestle Kingdom against Okada. And Chris Charlton, shout out to Chris on commentary, pointed out Will Ospreay is carrying the Warrior Wrestling title, which he just won last month in Chicago, Illinois. I'm like, okay. <laughs> An idea that came out of your brain went down the ramp at, yeah. uh, at, at, in the well, Tokyo Dome. Oh, and I will say this too, uh, huge shout out to Will, because we didn't ask him to do that. When he won the belt in December mm. of 21, he cut a promo at the end of that show in Tinley Park where he's like, I'm taking this belt down to, to the Tokyo Dome. And all of us backstage looked at each other and I was like, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I don't know. 
Like he just did you approve that? Did you approve that? (laughs) No, but I approve it afterwards. Thumbs up. Thank you for saying that. Now you have to do it. Um, Yeah, I mean, that that, I I think if if nothing else, right, like if we get hit by a meteor in a week and it's all over, at least for warrior wrestling, like one of the greatest wrestlers in the world carried our banner and volunteered and decided he was going to carry it down the ramp at one of the most prestigious events in all of wrestling. And it was discussed on the broadcast. We're good. Yep. Yeah. We're happy with everything we've gotten. <laughs> you can bury me tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's cool. All right. Uh, sweet. Well, uh, thanks for joining. It was great to catch up. We miss you. Yeah. We're gonna be. We're gonna be. Uh, we're gonna make. We're gonna be more balanced next year. I think. I think that's the goal. We we'll make some commitments. These are the dates. If you're on live stream, save the dates: January 21st, February 18th, March 25th. And then April, May, June to be TBD. Yep. And, and guys, just you too, let me know if you're going to be around freelance or anywhere else, because I would love to just see the two of you enjoy a Modelo. I hear one of them cracking open now <laughs> and uh, and just catch up with you guys. Absolutely. Sure. Thanks, Steve. We uh, love you. Appreciate you for sure. Thanks, guys. Have a great night. Thank Merry you, Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Man, oh, man. Man, we're being visited by the, the three ghosts tonight. That was the ghost. Is <laughs> <laughs> that the ghost of that was the ghost of, of of wrestling past? Because we haven't been to a warrior show in a bit. We not that we haven't watched online, and not that they're not. We just fantastic. haven't been. We, we honestly, we have this whole year. We have been on and off shows. It's not like before. I would stretch myself thin and and go to all these shows, and uh, it was so much fun. But you know, things change. Life changes, and. Um, we're doing the best we can, but you know, wrestling is still at the core. Um, we still watch wrestling, hashtag wrestling is a buffet. So it's it's fun. It's fun to just, you know, kind of catch up and, and see what, what Warrior's been up to. And and for sure, like I had that that I'm like, wait, as we were going back and thinking about Warrior this year, I'm like, it was earlier this year or at the beginning of 2022 when when we started seeing those those social media posts, because I wasn't watching live, to be honest. When uh, Will Ospreay took that belt down the ramp. Yeah, no, um, neither was and, that. And that was super cool to see. It's, they they keep, this is the one, like, we talk about wrestling as a buffet. I've sent, I we might have an, a, the ghost of Christmas present joining us, our second our second person. Um, I've sent a link out via email. But okay. they keep war, every, we wrestling, we agree wrestling is a buffet, correct? 100%. We agree that every promotion that we follow, watch, talk about, et cetera, has their own strengths, correct? Yep. They're all different. Different flavors. Ways. Different flavors from the buffet line. The Warrior is definitely known for just like continually outdoing themselves, at least within this four or five year span. Like that is their MO in some cases where it's just like, you know, like like they, they pull, they drop a Will Ospreay out of nowhere and like that happens. And to have like, I mean, dude, yeah. like a couple years back, like I remember the highlight was like they brought in, uh, uh Rey Mysterio, right? They had yeah. brought in, I'll do it themselves uh, in terms Dragon. of stardom, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like for sure, like they, 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 they have that. I mean, the last, probably the last, uh, live warrior wrestling show I've attended was uh, when Bret Hart did the signing. Oh right. Um, but they've had McFoley, like it's I mean, they they try to up themselves and, and just in a in a really fun and different way for sure. Yeah. Especially now, like Steve just talked about like taking the show on the road. 
and continuing to do that in 2023, which is exciting for them as a as a promotion for to see them grow, expand. But um, but it's kind of cool that we still have them in Chicago, right? Like we can now now technically, if they we ever get back to, <laughs> to their yeah. roots of Marian Catholic, then I'm closer than ever now. <laughs> How far are you from? Um, I mean, if I think I, I was like maybe 25 minutes away, I'm now like 15 minutes away. Oh wow! So yeah. Oak Forest, man. Oak Forest living. There's billboards I've seen before. The OFO. <laughs> the OFO. I mean, I, I don't know. I still. I, I'm when I talked to, to you that, you were very confused. My, <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> I'm just trying to make friends with my local liquor stores now. Like, Ah, I got to rekindle those relationships with the, the Yeah, because I, I was very used to uh, having a liquor store, you know, half a block from the house. That was pretty. That was really convenient when <laughs> it you was lived there. It yep. was walk two blocks. Seriously, not even from your house. That was pretty convenient. But yeah, like I've been. Um, uh, I stopped by uh, this weekend to a liquor store. Just a quick story here. Yeah. And uh, I was, I was in the car with with the kids and Carla, and I needed to pick up beer. It was it was a Saturday night right before the World Cup final, uh, Sunday morning, where I was gonna like have a few people come over watch the final. So I go and. I start having a conversation with with the owner of the of the place, and he starts giving me shots of bourbon and whiskey to try out. And you know, twenty minutes go by, and I forgot that Carla was outside waiting for me. So, uh, you know, just gotta keep making making those uh, connections, you know, and and getting to know the the local folk around here. Yeah, that's so, smart. I mean, I think you're at heart at heart you're a people pleaser. Uh, you know, don't change it. I, I, I don't know how much I can please that, that liquor store owner. Right. But, uh, I was nice enough to stick around and have a few shots with him. So that's like, yeah, you the, the benefit is you buy from him, keep him company. And then you get free shit in return, hopefully. Or like if there is yeah. some kind of, you know, this is coming in, maybe he gives you a tip, you know, I don't know. I don't know. They don't sell Funko pops at liquor stores. do they? <laughs> no, but I also have stopped. Not, I haven't bought so many. Um, oh, I still have my boxes of, of Funko Pops uh, in my parents' garage, where that that became like the storage unit for a little bit. Oh no! Oh no! You can't keep them in there because then they become. Then you got to get them in there and establish the ground so Carla knows these are here to stay. You can't <laughs> keep them in the storage. They sit. They sit in that storage for months, and then Carla goes, "Oh no, that's storage." Like that. I told her, those, like, those I, if I forget, there. if I forget that I already have this set of Funkos, I might just buy it again. So let's not make that mistake, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get them out and displayed. What, Do you even what have does, room? Uh, so there's that rack. I don't know if you can see at the top right uh, there. Let's, let's take a tour. Let's take a tour. So there's the rack up there where okay. I, I'm planning on putting some. That doesn't look like a lot of room, though. Um, it does not look like a room for sure. <laughs> um, I'm worried about the masks. I still have masks in boxes. But um, but yeah, we'll, we'll figure that part out uh, once, once everything comes out of storage. Uh, we actually have our other guests coming in. Oh, so. do we? Let's not wait that long and oh, no. bring on Val Capone. Oh, she made it! Hi. I think it worked, but I think my audio sounds terrible. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. Fine? You sound fine. I'm in my car. I pulled over, though. I'm, I'm pulled over, I promise. I'm Okay, be I'm, safe. Yeah, I'm sitting like at the one of the corner. I'm like in front of the Illinois National Guard, so I must be really, really safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Val, did you did you swerve me? You said you wasn't the link wasn't working, and now you're here. It wasn't working, and I was like, wait, I think I'm just being a dum dum. Let me try one other thing, and I was just being a dum dum. And so yeah, I, I tried one other thing. It's a Malortmus miracle, Charlie. <laughs> Val, we're the we're doing our end of year review, 2022. You're uh -huh. the freelance wrestling representative because, and this is not, you would never be, you would never be this far down in our hearts, but we tried James, we tried Nick's. I think they're doing some kind of like meeting at the Academy or something. So it's poor planning on our part, but I just did watch um, Speedball Bailey versus Brian Keith. And it sounded like you were um, Having um, a shouting. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> You were giving birth throughout the entire match. So you're the freelance representative for tonight. Oh, well, I mean, I don't personally want to have children. That's not my cup of tea. So, yes, I birthed a baby on air on IWTV. This is close to having children other than having all the fur babies that I will ever probably have. So, sure. yes. I, but I am proud of that baby. Oh, my stars. That, that, that match was insanity. I mean. Yeah. It, Talk about it. I, it was, um, well, it was earth-shattering, as noted by the decimation of the bottom rope. Um, it was one of the, it was, it had everything. I mean, it had everything that a wrestling fan could possibly want. It had two of the top-tier talents in independent, nay, independent, scratch that, scratch that, scratch that, in scratch. professional wrestling, period. I mean, legitimately. Um Brian Keith, the uh, freelance legacy champion, uh -huh. has not been pinned or submitted uh, in freelance yet since he's been with us. And Speedball oh, Mike shit. Bailey. I didn't know that. I, yeah, he has, not, he has not even come close. And I thought Speedball Mike Bailey was going to be the one to take the title to possibly even... I mean, I didn't. I really didn't know what was going to happen going into the match. I didn't think we were going to get that wonder wall of talent. I mean, yeah, it, it was just insane. I mean, both are so well versed in the art of professional wrestling and in the art of striking and just yeah. weaving a story with such passion and honor and dignity and respect for uh, the combatant across the ring from you. Like, mm -hmm. I mean. It was just, oh, it was so intense. I mean, I had a baby. <laughs> I think, yeah, there was times where I didn't even, it was hard to put it into words because, like, when I was watching it, it's like my eyes just got, like, slowly wider and wider throughout the whole thing. until. The yeah, end, and was, my like, eyes welled up afterwards. I looked at email, yeah. and I just was like, did we just get to call that match? Yeah. And I looked at him and he was, his mouth was agape. And for once <laughs> he also was at a loss of words. And my partner is rarely at a loss for words. He will often fill in when I'm busy, uh, 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 you know, like, <laughs> like basically having a brain fart, even before I got diagnosed with a brain disorder, I often would brain fart on camera, <laughs> you know, and Camel would always swoop in there and uh, like put in to words what I could not convey because KML is very good at weaving words together. He is right. a wordsmith supreme. And even KML just looked at me like, I, 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 I like he was, he was stutter stepping. He just, he could not finish a single sentence. And we just looked at each other like, 
<laughs> and I started tearing up and I, I straight up went downstairs and, you know, I put one hand on the shoulder of Brian Keith and I put one hand on the shoulder of Speedball as they were uncurling all the money that was thrown at them, which deservedly so, uh, people crumpled up dollars and threw them into the ring a la lucha style, which is right. kind of a high compliment that you can throw at a couple of luchas after a match. And the locker room flooded out and just circled the ring and banged on it old school freelance style. And it was just so moving and so beautiful. And like, I had like a single tear fall <laughs> and, and I had to tell him that. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm such a weirdo, but like, that match brought me to tears, you know, and they're like, it's okay, yeah. Val, you're, you're our kind of weirdo. And I was like, thank you for loving me no matter how weird I am. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, it, it just, all I could say is just go back and, and t- turn down the volume maybe, you know, like, just watch the match <laughs> from, from what it was. Um, or turn the volume on and like have your ears bleed a bit, but it's worth it. It's hard to describe how much that match moved me as like a lady mark since age seven. Cause y- right. y'all know I'm a lady mark for life. That's Party true. Party. That has been established on, on this podcast before. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It, there I should mean, be a shirt that says like freelance weird with the logo. Like, yeah, you're I a mean, special type of a weird. But that's what's, that's what I love about freelance is that yeah. we're free to be weird there and it's okay. Yeah. And it's accepted and it's applauded and it's supported. And right. Like, that's what I love about freelance is, like, we are the weirdos, and it's okay. And it fucking should be. Sorry, I'm cussing already. Oh, you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're good. The crowd was super – I think it helps, too, when the crowd is really into it, and the match took off. It didn't – it didn't have a slow build. Like, it just started, and it was just going, 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 going. And that's – usually – I did love this match. Usually, I like the slow build. But like with these two, and I think it made sense for them to just start just just striking each other. And the crowd was into it from the start, right? Like the oh, crowd was totally- yeah. And like speedball will like zero to sixty, zero to sixty, zero to sixty. Yeah. Like he'll just oh, you know. But I do love that like Brian Keith tends to like stalk his prey, you know, because he's, he's a bounty hunter. He yeah. he will he will seek out his next capture from like wherever he is in the wrestling universe he gives zero you know like he, doesn't, <laughs> he, he has his eyes set on you and he is coming for you and the the intensity that he looks at who he's coming after like oh it fills my heart with like such joy and terror all at the same time you know what i mean i don't know if you and, could see you could see but right as you said that chris is like has the ga- the matchup in the background and it cut to brian keith to just like stare so that was like oh, perfect yeah. timing yeah <laughs> i mean he is oh gosh i'm so thankful that he's always like hello miss how are you ma'am nice to see you again like he's always super cordial and he's a he is a gentleman as long as you are not on his list of people he's come to collect you know what I mean? Like, because he truly is the bounty hunter. And if you are on that list, I don't know what God you believe in, but may Gaga have mercy on your soul because, oof, I am praying to her for you because, like, you you don't want him on your bad side. You no. don't want him on any side of you except for on the very, very, very far side of the ring and the bell has not rung yet. 
because no, he's scary. <laughs> he's, he's scary. scary. He's, he's scary had mother. he's had uh, an, a crazy year. He's kind of like been the I think and and I think stereotypically middle middle titles can be a little bit more your workhorse titles. I think back to like the intercom. I think back to like when the WWF F championship was kind of like Hogan and he was a little bit more of a dinosaur. Whereas like your intercontinental champion, right. Whereas like your intercontinental champion was like your Michaels, your razor, your Brett, like the guys who would fucking go. And now I'm, wearing like, a, I'm legitimately wearing razor Ramon sweatpants right now. Wow. Don't keep those away from two juice. He'll steal those right off of you. And then uh, your way, no, just because no, no, two juice tonight. I mean, I also got a Malort hat. So he's probably going to try to steal from me, but Ooh. you know, but Brian Keith has been that workhorse this year for freelance, and he's just had a, maybe a phenomenal, like a, a one of the most phenomenal years I think locally, right? Yeah. That's, I mean, uh, yeah. I think anybody that comes in from Texas has something to prove, because you know there's a straight shot up from Texas to Chicago, and Chicago has always consistently been a solid wrestling town whether it be the indies or the bigs or whatever the hell you want to call it chicago has always been a wrestling town and i love that texans come here to stake their claim because they want to be known in the wrestling game that is chicagoland yeah. and um i mean you could see that kylie rake started training in chicago and she is the queen of this city Lainey Luck started training in Chica in uh, Texas, and yeah. she is also trying to run this town. I mean, yeah. Mysterious Q, he's doing the same thing. You know, he, he knows what the prize is here in Chicago, and he wants to be known. I mean, so many people, Hyen started in Texas, wanted, wants to make her name known in Chicago. I mean, there are so many Texans that come up here and want to make Chicago known. And, you know, this was the second main event that Brian Keith has main evented. Right. And technically, I guess the legacy title is a secondary title. But as far as I'm concerned, Brian Keith has made the second city his second home. You know what I mean? Like, damn, look at you. Yeah, that's that's gold right there. Well, you, you've been hanging around KML a lot because you've dropped two stats on us so far. And then you just pulled that one out of your ass. So I think you KML is rubbing off. I think you're getting you're getting a lot better. As an announcer, I know that for a fact. But KML's been rubbing I mean, off on you. Look, I realize that I'm a big-time fangirl, but you have to understand that there is the subtle art of what I like to call finalysis. You know, like, I analyze things from a fan's perspective. And there is an art form to that, and it should and needs to be respected. A lot of times, yes, it yeah. sounds like I'm just having a baby. But there's, <laughs> there's a, there is a special craft that it takes to understand the concept of the viewpoint of the fan because you know he's got the numbers and he'll throw down but like i have a different form of passion and the passion is i've been standing there banging on those mats i might not be part of the locker room per se i mean i guess technically i am yeah you know i've been a member of the freelance locker room since 2017 now you know well, holding a mic not right. risking my life unless you know that stupid clown keeps messing with me, oh, but, <gasps> but, um, you know, since 2017, I've been lucky enough to be a part of the freelance right. roster of sorts, but like, I've been a fan of freelance f 
for years and years and years. And I feel blessed that I get to work with brilliance like KML and now, um, you know, also Dave Prazak. He's part of yeah, the freelance announce team now. And Kirby, and I am so blessed. You know, thank you, Gaga. But, like, I mean, I still can't believe that I get to uh, spin my words together in a finalysis kind of way, you know. I but think you just think the new trend. We're going to start that hashtag, finalysis. Well, thank you for that because I appreciate it because I really do put a lot of work in. So even the fact that you even say that, Charlie and Chris, I, I like appreciate you dude so much because, you know, I, I love this so much. Otherwise, I wouldn't still be doing it going into my sixth year as part of the freelance um, mic crew. I don't know what you want to call it because, you know, I dabble in three different realms in the freelance mic world, whether it be, you know, on the broadcast team, the when I do get to do the interviews still on occasion and uh-huh. uh, as a ring announcer, when Kirby needs me to help him out sometimes. So, yeah. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's like super unreal considering like I started going, I think at the first or second show at bottom lounge. So almost since the very beginning, I didn't get to go to any of the Abbey shows, but almost since the very beginning. So. No. And you, uh, did you, sorry, Chris, were you going to say something? No, go on, go on. You mentioned the clown. Um, we're putting together, I know we're putting together, uh, another, the last year we did a Chicago's top 25 list and we're putting together another list. Now there's, there's different factors that go into this. It, it kind of comes from my brain as well. So you, 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 you can kind of talk me out of this, but right now, non-biasly, I do have Robert Anthony and the clown as number one on who's had the best 2022 in terms of like, I know, you know, we don't agree with the way they do it, but like, can you talk a little bit about the year that those two have had in the freelancer? Because they, it's been impressive from a wins title standpoint. I guess we can't argue that, although they do it in a shitty way. So I don't think it's been impressive when it's always been underhanded. I would think okay. that Brian Keith would trump, oh, ugh, I hate that word. <laughs> um, we got two. Would would surpass? Surpass is a good one. Surpass, yes. <laughs> See, I love you. Thank you. I should have used thesaurus.com. It's my best friend. Um, I almost said Joe Biden's predecessor, but I don't want to get political. Um, but um, <laughs> um, is anybody surprised? I mean, really? Come on. No, 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 no. Um, anyway, um, no. I I would think that Brian Keith would have had the better title run. <clears throat> Okay. Um, he's came in and dominated and he's only had one technical loss and it was a DQ. So it wasn't really even a loss and it okay. was because Thanks, of the, the stupid clown. <laughs> um, Another stat you pulled out. Because I don't even, I mean, underhanded wins aren't victories for me. They're just W's in the column. And when you do work with such a brilliant mind like KML, you get not just the W and L's. Like you don't see the W flag fly. You don't see the L flag fly. You know all the, fla- all the facts behind why those flags fly. And so it's not just W and L columns. It's all the knowledge behind it. So since I know the knowledge behind it because my BFF sitting to my, my, my walking encyclopedia that is typically sitting to my right, I do know all the information because all I have to do is, hey, KML, do you want to tell me what happened on the third show in the fourth <laughs> match? 
uh, the second show that we ran in this year. And then he goes, well, Valfonce. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Because I forgot because I have a brain disorder, you know, or whatever. <laughs> Which is true, sadly. Screw you, long COVID. But, um, and it's also true, awesomely, because that's how KML is. He's so dang good. He doesn't get nearly enough credit because he's not a social yeah. media guy. So I will fly the KML flag forever and ever. I fly the K flag. Um, and he deserves every W forever. But- yeah, um, you're looking beyond just the stat sheet. You're looking yeah, at the one. The, the stats don't tell the entire story. And part of my job as the finalisis, um, mm-hmm. like, is to tell the whole story. And unbiased, not just because I hate the clown. I respect the heck out of that man who unfortunately has that oversized growth of stupidity attached to him. Um <laughs> Like, Robert Eagle Anthony is a consummate athlete. And as a former professional athlete myself, I appreciate the heckins out of what Robert Eagle Anthony does. I don't necessarily appreciate the underhand tactics because much like GPA, I don't think GPA needs to rely on underhanded tactics. I think he has a brilliant brain. I think he has a, a pretty solid – no, I'm talking about GPA. Pretty, pretty solid physical, you know – He's got a booty. I mean – yeah, I guess so. Sure. He has a decent <laughs> posterior that he worked really hard to build. That's true. But, That's true. I mean, I think Robert Hugo Anthony is in impeccable shape, especially considering we are in the similar age group, and it is very, very hard to compete when people in the locker room are 10, 15, 20 years younger than you. Yeah, Trust me. So I had to, when I was playing roller derby and I was playing at the World Cup level, and we had to compete with the um, IOC, the International Olympic Committee, and the USOC, the U.S. Uh, Olympic Committee rule set, we had to allow 14-year-old competitors. Okay, I had played roller derby for over 15 years by the time I hung up my skates. So I was competing with people that were one-year-old the first time I ever broke my leg playing roller derby. Like, what? It's, like, it's, hard. To... it's, it's <laughs> impressive the shape he's in for how old he is. A period. Not even yeah. for how old he is. It's impressive the shape that he's in stop full stop it and then you bring that beat back and you look at how what shape he's in considering he's been wrestling for almost two decades if not two full decades like that's amazing yeah yeah why why waste your time on the douchebaggery of a sparkly little crown and like i know that stupid little (laughs) crown and don't don't get me wrong uh as a queer woman i love me some rainbows and glitter but like why? Why? And Frank could be such a good manager if he wasn't such a schmuck. I mean, he does have some decent points, but why be so smarmy and so stupid and so schnit, you know? Like, schnit is definitely a word somewhere, I'm sure of it. We'll look it up in the thesaurus. It's got to be there. Yeah, it's probably somewhere out there, probably. I just drank some coffee. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're just always like this when, he's, when we see you. I don't know if there's, there's coffee, any like, I actually wake up to drink coffee. So, <laughs> Look, I have a lot of headaches because of this brain condition, okay? And the only thing that helps it is more coffee. There you go. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, like, oh, well, it's ever with coffee. Um, <laughs> Val, I just want to say that we uh, we got to go because we're, se- we're doing segments. But shout out to Val. This is impromptu. She just did it because her heart is huge. And uh, she was the... We needed a freelance representative, and, and I was the backup of the backup. 
Not in our hearts. Not in our hearts. No, just no, in, not at all. Just in a, a hierarchy of made up. And because I'm half Jewish and it's what, you know, Hanukkah, so I'm chop liver. <laughs> Never. Are you going to be doing more commentating in the future? Can we look forward to hearing your uh, your screams? Um, yeah, <laughs> my screams, my yelping. Yeah. Um, I won't be on anything for the rest of the year. I'm done for 22. Oh, how sad. Yeah, um, next year. But I believe in 23, yes, you will be seeing me quite all over the place. Um, they can't shut me up. They've tried. <laughs> okay, that's fantastic. Um, and as always, we'll, uh, and congrats to, yeah, congrats to all your commentating success. I know you, we don't want to get into it because we got to uh, hop to the next person, but you, I know you did it with the Drama King too recently. Is that correct? Yeah, that that's was amazing. And we had really good chemistry and I hope I get to work with Drama King again. Matt Raywell and I, had a blast with Warrior. Um, so yeah, I'll be working with Warrior, um, hopefully more with Freelance. Um, of course, Effie's Big Gay Brunch coming up, a bunch Ooh. of stuff. Oh yeah, um, I Black saw you Label. there. Yeah, Black <laughs> Label Pro, um, when Zello's off hiatus, back with Zello. Um, Second Wrestling, I'm booked for Black Label Pro and second the same weekend in February. I believe I'm on Freelance the first the first show of January, I think it's freelance January 14th. I'm not sure if I'm on commentary for that yet. I got to check my schedule. Um, okay. Yeah, there's going to be a whole bunch of stuff coming up in 23. Um, very excited. I have my birthday January 2nd. So send me all the coffee. I love cold brew all year round. It's ice cold, just like my heart. Um, yeah. Right. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you so yeah. much, Val. We love yeah, you. Yeah, say hi on uh, Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. And if you ever see me at a show, come say hello, please. I love talking to people. If I have a mask on, it's just because I'm protecting my immune system. And, um, yeah, just say hi. You know, I'll always no, talk your ear off. And I'm always answering up <laughs> I can second that. You're the most approachable person I know. So we Yeah, I, I'm a big goofball. So, <laughs> you know, I'll always say hello. Even, you know, don't, don't think, oh, I don't want to talk to her. She's got a mask on. No, I'll always say hello. Please come say hi. I love talking wrestling. And China's RIP. China's my favorite wrestler of all time. So come talk to me. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Val. Thanks, Val. We love you. I love you, dudes. Bye. All right. Take care. Bye. She, <laughs> it's 906 yeah, the, uh, yeah, the amount of energy, energy, she's amazing. She's, I mean, like we're, I feel energized now just talking to her. Like, and she, I mean, I need to shoot, I need to shoot her. I need to shoot her uh, a thank you message really quick. Right. Well, we're looking for that freelance representative uh, for tonight and she definitely stepped up to the plate and who better right like she like she was talking about she just had called this match speedball versus and of course it would be chris if i didn't forget his name (laughs) (laughs) right not keith lee (laughs) that's what i was thinking i was thinking keith lee but i'm like i know it's not keith lee (laughs) you gotta respect the poncho um i Uh, actually have it have the match still going over here um on the on the second screen uh, it, do you know the time limit on this match? Uh, it ends at like t- the the two hour seven minute mark, I think. Meaning, like Where just the, the length of of the match. No, um, I don't. Or is it yeah, like? It, 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 I mean, it, it does end at two ten, but I'm at one fifty six, and I feel like the match has been going on for 
15, 10 minutes already. It goes by re- when you watch it start to finish, it goes by really quick because like I said, it just takes it takes off like that. Yeah, it yeah, takes yeah. off like that Disney, that ride at Disney where it just like remember there was that one like roller coaster where it just like shoot <laughs> immediately and they had to like Is it the Aerosmith? Yeah, I was like, yeah, like one of those. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it just takes this match just goes from the start. Yeah. Yeah. And and I I mean I I do um think that um Brian Keith here has like had a very, very good 2022. Yeah, so the um the list right now as it stands, Chicago's top 25. Um you have them down as number three. I have them down as number three. So I have Robert Anthony and Frank the Clown first. I have um Storm Grayson second. So I think he's had an uh, insane year. To even yeah. if he, I went through all the promotions that we um, talk about, and I marked down how many matches people did. So like, I I think Thanks. that, and the reason why I did that, it, I know that you could do quality versus quantity. I get that, but I think like if there's a lot of quantity, it's like this person has really involved themselves in the scene. And has be, has been relied on by by promotions to uh, storm us all two belts. Yep. So like if you held a belt, you got like five extra points. If you wrestled a match, you got like a. Point. There's method to the madness, people. <laughs> There's an I mean, algorithm. You did not just decide this list based on how he was feeling that day. There is some bias. I, I want to say there is some bias into it. Obviously, I'm bored by like we said, wrestling is a buffet. Every single promotion does something really good, really well. Every single promotion has some stuff they can work on. They'll they'll tell you that. Um, uh, we gravitate more towards freelance. I watch a lot more freelance than any promotion. I think we've always been honest about that. Um, so yeah, like our top three, Storm has wrestled for Warrior, but like, like our Storm, top- per- perfect transition here. He's done some work with AAW recently. Yeah, he's been, and that's why I think he's two is because like he had such a high score of like being involved around and like, obviously he's, he was relied upon in multiple promotions. And now we have, we have our next person in the green room who just chatted us. I'm here. I'm sorry. Were you trying to get into that transition, Chris? Go for it. I was trying to hear Charlie, sorry. but uh, you know, I let you run with it, but uh, let's not take too long and let's bring on Trent from AAW pro AAW. Redefine. Hey. What's up, guys? What's up? Happy end of 2022. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Where are you? Uh, I'm outside of the Hemi studio right now. Undisclosed location, though. (laughs) (laughs) I got a lot of valuable equipment in there, man. I can't can't be telling people where this is. We're not doxing (laughs) you, bro. We're not doxing you. Dude, I don't know, man. You know know who's listening? I don't know what your fan base is like. Are you you getting some uh, some New Year album or what do you what do you guys uh, Christmas Are you guys doing a Christmas album? No, we next year I want to do a Christmas single for sure. But today is okay. uh, today is merch inventory day, merch and equipment inventory day. Okay, yeah, so yeah. that's just still a lot got of hot sauce in stock. What's up? Hot sauce is still in stock. I got six bottles left, Chris. I got oh. six left for this batch. So if you're I'll coming to the show, two. if you're coming to the show next week. I can save one for you. I'm just saying. That's Where is the show? Uh, Logan Square. Come on, Charlie. What, what, what is the? You have to ask <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought you meant the Hemi show. No. God damn it. <laughs> no. 
wrestling talking- focused podcast. <laughs> wrestling focused podcast. Yeah. Screw your uh, other interests. Um, December yeah. 30th, right? Yes, December 30th, Logan Square. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll have a few with me if you want to, if you want some, Chris, for coming. I know Charlie's not coming. He, he's a bad <laughs> bully for, for, for my, if my name was Mad Nick, he'd be there, he'd be there, but it's apparently oh, <laughs> oh, fired. Oh, okay. I'm okay. just saying, I'm just saying, I'm wow. just saying. Wow. Maybe, maybe Dan, see, maybe if Danny Daniels had purple hair or pink or had hair, <laughs> had hair and dyed purple, he would show up at shows, but he doesn't. Wow. What about that? Uh, what about that? Um, the last two articles, no, last yeah. two of the last three articles were AEW focused. What about getting to know Mike Hartenbauer? Does that count as, yes. does that yeah. count as something? You've made up for it. You've made up for it by writing <laughs> articles about Hartenbauer. It's really nice, man. I, Hartenbauer getting some love lately, which is, uh, which is awesome. You know, like um, the feud with uh, Bennett really put that guy on, on the map. So I think, you know, Hardenbar's one of those guys, man. He's like old faithful. You kind of went to him for a lot, but he uh, he's turned into like a legit viable um, member of like, or like, you know, you, before you like a lot of times Hardenbar was just, he was a local. He was for, he was a long time. He was LaSalle's yeah, LaSalle. Yeah, LaSalle. He was focused local guy. And now you have Hardenbauer and storylines and he's a crucial part of the show now, man. Mike in general is a crucial part of AAW behind the scenes as well. Bennett feels like a very good, he feels, he almost feels like he should have been involved in that era. We don't have to dwell. I know we're moving on to bet. You guys got good stuff going now and you guys got good stuff coming up. So we don't have to dwell on like, but he just seems like he almost should have belonged in that era where you guys were like flying all those, those, those people in. Like he does feel like that big of a name and that quality of wrestler. He seems to be like someone you guys can really rely on going forward too. And have this year. Mike Bennett is uh is what a what an amazing human being for one, but secondly, he's a, uh, I mean, he's a big star. But man, he's so humble and like very easy to work with, and extremely talented in the ring and, and inside and out, dude. The guy is he's legit, man. Mike Bennett is awesome. I'm glad to, I'm glad we have someone with his star power on the roster. Just it's it's crazy to have like it's crazy to think Mike Bennett's been literally every major company in the last twenty years, and now yeah, us, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. Cool. he's had such a track record. Yeah. Um, the year 2020. So we're, uh, we're working on the Chicago's top 25 list again. I don't know if you oh, remember. Cool. And I yeah. release that. I got some some AEW people in the top 10. I got Davey Vega at nine, I think. Nice. The, yes. Yeah. His talk about his, his heritage title run. I know I texted you about the article that I recently wrote about those two. But yeah. like you said, you, you make sure like. He, he, everyone knows he's having an historic run. Like, how can you expand on that thought? He, I've never seen Vega more comfortable in the role that he is as professional wrestler as he is now. He's okay. his confidence. When you see Davy Vega walk and enter, there isn't that. It's not. It's not a dude who happens to be wrestling. This is a professional wrestler, and that's all you know about him at this point. Like he is, he's so confident. He's so arrived in his character and, and his presence now. Yeah, it, it took look. I mean, sometimes you never know how long it takes for that to happen to your career. So the the key is is longevity. The key is is consistency. I mean, David. Yeah. And yes, he was popular as the as a bestie, but and he knew what he was doing. But if you want, compare compare the mere entrance of his soul as bestie run to how it is today, and there's a level of confidence on his face that you can't even match. Um, 
to that time. He's so different. His moves are crisp. He's so much more. He's got so much more presence, uh, ring awareness, his his interaction with fans, the character so much more defined. I think Davey Vega completely has arrived now and and it's become a really big part of the company, man. I'm I'm super proud to have him. His promos, That's so too. cool. It's like this kind of promos. His promos are phenomenal too. Yeah, he's uh it's that and and in doing the research I did so and I wrote the article the the fantasy booking Fitchett versus Vega, uh, which I'm super I'm actually I just wanna I'm gonna I'm super I think I, uh, I'm proud of it um, I'm gonna just toot my own home for for a second but like in I in doing in doing all that research and like looking at the promos the promos are a very they're, they're like sitting together casually right. So yeah. he's had to, I'm sure, like do a different style where like he can still be himself, but he's going to kind of talk. It's almost like they were being recorded talking to themselves a little yeah. bit. And they were doing, they did some at the camera, but it was just like, you almost just were fly on the wall to a besties conversation. Yeah. And now it's different. Like he's got to, he's got to change up that dynamic. He's got to be the man who is now supported by the posse. So it's, it's, it's definitely a little bit di different and challenging for him. I'm sure. Um, how, how do you think that the, his support system like supports him in this role? Do they pick up slack and things that he can't do or, or does it just feel like a stronger entity if it's like a bad evil team? It's totally an entity. And this is what I, this is a big importance why people are so big on uh, having veterans in your locker room. John Bravo is Vegas manager. And when Bravo came in, he kind of tied the loose ends together. Like that's where you have a guy who's, been around for 25 years who comes in and he sees the things that you're not doing and he you know, look at the look at the posse right you have Hardenbauer, you have sean logan you have david vega you have john bravo you have different levels of experience all throughout from the from a 25-year veteran to a two-year veteran in sean logan right that's <laughs> our two-year guy yeah it's diverse that that overarching knowledge that just kind of goes over the entire group from a guy like bravo starting at bravo and just more, making its way over to logan it's so vital to tie up all those loose ends where like Bravo's going to give you all that stuff you're missing. And then these younger guys are going to show him stuff that th maybe he might not be thinking of. And it's, it all works together. But when Bravo came in, he saw those things that were like, what do we need to get Vega to the next level? Yeah. And, mm. and you can see it. You can just watch. If you go back and watch, you can see the moments from when Bravo took over with Vega, how he gave him that little extra push and just kind of cleaned up some fine tuned it. A little bit. Mm -hmm. you, saw it, you saw how he clean, how he fine tuned Hardenbauer, Logan. Look at Sean Logan. How much further ahead he is than other people who are at the same experience level. Because having that rub from a veteran who's sitting you down after the show and saying, "Here's what I saw. Here's what you should do next time. Try this. Let's do this when we go out there. Make sure you're standing here. Make sure yeah. you're doing this. When I call for you here, do this. Look at the camera this way. Dress like this. Things like that are just. I mean. They're, they're immeasurably valuable to a roster, which is why every roster needs to focus on having veterans in it because they're the ones who go and do that kind of stuff. They're the ones who fine-tune. Um, compared to like a guitar, there's guitars that, that you can tune a guitar, but then there's fine-tuners that each guitar has. Uh, yeah. Some guitars have a fine-tuner, which, which makes it that much better, and that's what, that's what a veteran does to your locker room. So, wow. That was yeah. really well said. I, yeah, I, I can picture it. The, the ones who have been there and you need to, obviously you need to find the right, I'm sure there's veterans who don't, and I'm not speaking for your locker room, but like you got to find the right veterans who are willing to do that. Yes. Um, and willing it, to. It, 
you need a selfless veteran. Like if you get a, you get a selfish veteran who's just there to get himself over, it's not going to work. And there's a lot out there who are just in this business to like one more run, brother. I got one more. <laughs> John, Johnny Bravo has zero intention of taking any, any moments away from anyone. And his whole thing is about giving back to our locker room. And like, I cannot even stress enough how valuable he is to our locker room as a, a as a manager, as a player, as a friend, uh, the guy's awesome. So everybody listening, go get, go get yourself a veteran uh, in your locker room. That's what you should need to do for sure. Who's like yours too. Who's like invested in your product and who's your guy. You, you all need it. Everybody needs it. Yeah, no, that's, that's very well said. Um, I did have, well, so I'm going to look at this list with non-finalized unofficial list. Um, I did have Jake something at four. And good year for Jake. I mean, it was a, it was a, started off weird. He, he lost, he left Impact, so no more contracted TV stuff. Um, but he took he bet on himself, man. He's been everywhere since. Yeah, like, I, our champion. Yeah, I had it. I I think that's why I think I I kind of had it because of him there so much because it felt like he really took that next step to be almost a face of AEW and taking the title away from Fitchett. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, and I think he's always kind of, he's been consistently with you. Um, but it's, he just seemed like this was his year to be more important in the AEW spotlight. Jake's in a, Jake's in a very crucial place in his career where like now is the moment to, you have to take it up to the next level and it's on Jake. It's on us uh, as our, as our champion to do that properly for him. Uh, it's 50, 50. Like we have to, we have to give him the right stage, but he has to run with it. But Jake, something's in a position in his career where, like, this is where you have to take your character and your whole skill level, everything to one more level up because that's the natural evolution. He's come this far, but he needs to go to the next level now because if he doesn't, you're going to stagnate. So we have to be, we have to honor Jake as our champion, and he has to honor himself as a guy who's on his trajectory, you know, going higher. So it's a uh, it's a crucial year for Jake something in 23. Very crucial year. That's awesome. Very well, very well said. Very well summarized as always. Um, I'm an intelligent guy, Charlie. I I, I analyze like field sports. <laughs> you're. What's great is I I honestly can tell that, and this is I know you I you in my mind represent the crew. I know there's a ton of there's a lot of people back there and a lot of stuff going on that I don't see, but you're the face of it to in my opinion. I'm the only um, one who talks to anybody else. Everybody's very focused, <laughs> very workhorse, artistic. I'm the only one who. Actually wants the spotlight of being on podcasts mainly on your podcast so i can make sure that i keep my my record over steve warrior steve on the amount of appearances well you do, the- do you know who is our first guest on this live stream was it steve well, it was steve but was i'm steve. still beating steve though i've, I've got one more <laughs> on to this i think you i you you gotta stay we needed you to stay to stay ahead so we needed we needed you to come in at the tail end to stay ahead i think can you can you guys arrange of me and steve podcast <laughs> Fred versus the battle of the appearance. I think we can. Uh, funny you say that. Uh, well, I'm I, the next kind of creative thing I kind of want to write about in the future is maybe some kind of cross promotional stuff. We'll see how that goes. Um, but oh, we did, we did our first one. I mean, real real first one with Impact this year. That was a big one for us. To yeah. Have yeah, our title defended yeah. on yeah. in an Impact ring, right? And that was interesting. Um, a lot's come of it. Our I'm, I'll be honest. Our phone started ringing a lot after that on stuff to do. So it's a matter of doing the right one for us. Cool. Um, 
So it's not good, not going to be the last time you see a cross promotion from AAW. It's definitely it put us it made us realize that people really want to do this with us. Yeah. So, um, more than we realized that they wanted to. So it's this won't be the last one you see in 23 is going to have uh, a lot more of that. Let's put it that way. That's sweet. That's awesome yeah. to hear. Um, and yeah, I, I noticed your guys is you guys really do. We've talked about this before. You guys do have that production effort always. You even did a video like you interviewed Fitchett and Manders before they went on the show. Like I watched that uh, before they went on the Impact show. Um, and uh, and I even I see even like a Sean Logan, right? Like a person who you wouldn't know, but then like he gets his own backstage promo and you like, the promo, tell the goddamn promo time I give that kid. The same <laughs> I camera in his face, and you know what's gonna happen. He's gonna get signed someday. It's gonna be a big star. He won't even remember who I am. The oh, guy probably no. has done thirty promos with Sean Logan. He'll be like, "Who are you again?" I'm like, "Sean, remember me? Remember me? I I did your first promo ever. I taught you how to talk to a camera. Do you remember me?" He's like, "No." You want to buy eight by ten though? Like, fuck you, Sean Logan. <laughs> no, but I see when I see what I'm trying to say is when I see that. And yeah. you guys do a bunch. You guys will do at least like a, it seems like at least like five per show. That's what oh, I, I, did, I did 13 last show myself. Fucking uh, hell. My, just me. And then um, our other promo camera did at least another eight. We do at least no less than 25 promos a show. That's a fucking wow. lot. That is, we, you guys realize that, right? That's like, I mean, that's good. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but that's a fucking lot. We do a lot because at the end of the day, you're telling stories. This is a, this is a I mean, it's a show. It's a TV show, you know, like it's, this isn't yeah. the real show is the characters here. That's that's what we're talking about. Everybody, look, you can watch our show, you can watch Freelance, you can watch Warrior, you can watch Revolver, whatever it is. A lot of moves, you're gonna you're gonna see the same moves between all the companies. The idea sure. of storytelling, yeah. that's how you're, you're differentiating the companies is the stories you tell and the presentation you do it with. And that's that's where we try to be different as we completely are focusing on our on our stories here and our characters. Oh hey, look, yep. I'm on a podcast. This is my car, <laughs> Tim. Oh, you're on a podcast. I'm on a podcast right now. Hey Tim. Hey, this, Tim. Is the, this is the one of the this is one half of the greatest guitar duo in Chicago right here. He's too fucking hates compliments. But here, show him your hands. These are these are fucking lethal weapons on guitars. He's right here. He can play oh, guitar. Wow. <laughs> Look at those mittens. Look at those paws. Yeah, very, very good guitar hands. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. Our, our drummer is a mechanic by day and he's got these meat hooks, like these real meat like hooks. manly fucking hands that just pound drums. So Damn. uh very manly, not like me. I said it a keyboard, but <laughs> very good, very good for uh, counting inventory, huh? That's what we were doing. So, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I had to, I had to come out here and call into this. Oh, we're okay. doing. Uh, I, I told him I'd be on for a few minutes. You're taking yeah. off. Uh, Tim's made an appearance on Two Heels in a Face podcast. He has. There you go. Welcome, Tim. There you good go. To see you. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Thanks, Later. Later. See ya. See ya. Uh, we got a. Uh, we got what? Uh, we can do two more if you got the time. Um, yeah. Unstoppable. Can you tell us about uh, uh, what your thoughts leading into it, uh, dude? It's it's the it's the closeout for the for the year. It's gonna be uh it's going to be a uh dude. It's it's a, I mean this is like where you kind of set twenty three in motion now. Like we're gonna okay. set up twenty twenty three now. So we have to close out. There's some storylines that are concluding. Other ones kicked off. Uh, you know this is this is the this is the wrap up for twenty twenty two. It's been this is the first year back from the shutdown from COVID time and all that stuff. So mm -hmm. we had a lot to rebuild, a lot of re new characters to introduce, a lot of stories to tell. So going to wrap it up for the year and 
head into 23 now. So, like, it's a good one that if you've been following along all year or if you haven't, it's a good one to kind of see what, number one, wrap up your year. And secondly, if you haven't been following along, it's a good one to know what to expect for next year. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, it kind of starts some things. I see Manders making the return. Um, Gary J. Oh, Fred. Yep, that's another Gary one. Dave. That holy shit! That's uh, kink, that's. I don't want. <laughs> I almost way. said I almost said a word I don't want to say because I don't want anyone to have one. But there's going to be some uh, some some elbows to heads here. I think in this one. Put it this one: when these two got booked for this, they were more excited than anything else. <laughs> so. Uh, Fred Yehi is literally a Terminator. Like he is the Terminator. You you cannot stop him. Uh, he's literally he's truly a machine, dude. Like the guy's insane. Um, and he's he's Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. It's, it's bananas to me. Yeah, John, uh, so Fred Yehi was on the on the top twenty five list again. Um, the J- Jossie and ACH were. I know the J- this one the Jossie's Jossie, but I had Jossie and ACH yeah. like together. Um, I think they might be around like fifteen, sixteen. They're on the list as well. Cal, uh, I think Calvin Tankman might be, but it's not, there's a lot of rep, AEW representatives on here for sure. Dude, Tankman is somebody I never got to work with until like two shows ago. And uh, I did a promo with him, and he was just like, man. And he was really good. I was like, dude, you're a hell of a promo. And he's like, man, nobody ever lets me talk. And I was like, you're going to fucking talk every time you are here. I love that. I love that. Dude, he is such an underrated promo. But this is going to be an interesting match because – Tankman is not officially a tag champ, but he's he's been stepping in uh, okay. to cover for what you know. ACH retired, so Ja had to pick a partner and literally pick Galvin Tankman. So uh, it's been interesting. Wait, so, I didn't know that ACH retired. Retired? ACH? Uh, yeah, he had some personal issues. Yet. He's retired. I mean, he could come back, but he definitely made okay. He's retiring. So, but that's um, why for now, Jossie has been having different partners, right? Yes. Tank oh, has done okay. the last three. He had Ren too, didn't he? He had Jones. He, he had Manders. He had uh, for two. He had Calvin for two. Oh, he had okay. somebody else for one. So I can't. But was it was it? Ren? I don't know if it was Ren. But I might be way, wrong. I might be wrong. But either way, um, we're trying to find. I have something in mind to add a little element to this match. So live, just stay tuned on this one. There might be some added story to keep to follow along on this one. So. We might uh, you might get some more layers on this match, so just stay tuned. I love it. Um, the year as a oh yeah. So what did you think about the? I know you mentioned briefly. Chris is just sorry. Are we keeping you? Chris just keeps going to the next graphic. <laughs> I just well, think that the card through, is awesome. Let's run through the matches, then I'll jet. Then I gotta get back. Okay. Uh, did what did you think very briefly about the Vega? Was I on point with some of the Vega Vega Fitchett stuff, or yeah. was I a hundred percent? Because you you know him really. Too. like you know vega's career so well i thought it was awesome you, you had it from a perfect perspective and and i want to point out that i when i in the article i mentioned i wrote reached out to two people one of those people was you so i, I used some of what you gave me too and that nice. so yeah and levi everett definitely deserves a shot here 100 because he's been levi everett, he's so goddamn over again another reason why guys anybody any wrestlers listening to this be a character because people at inherently at the end of the day want characters like i look i'm all for there's certain guys who are just going to be wrestlers that's fine but you need a character because the pop this little five foot three guy <laughs> who, who's an amish dude who, who literally is amish 
Okay, he does, he does not even run his own social media because the elders would not like him to. So he has other people run his social media, and five three Amish dude is gets the the biggest pops of the freaking night. So be a character. You know, at the end of the day, be a character. I tell you what, this dude fucking sweats bullets through his shirt too. He oh my goes God. all out. He's so sweaty at the end of a match. It's, like, it's unbelievable. It's un- <laughs> and then man, it's really cool to have Mance. Mance has been so crucial for you guys, and he kind and it only feels right that Jake. Okay, now you're champ, but you got to prove yourself against a former and also just a psychotic human, as in Mance Warner. So it's like a prove prove it match. Yeah, it's gonna be two different styles. You know, big power, power giant versus you know hardcore brawler, everyday redneck, bro, you know, guys. Uh, it's gonna so you have really southern style versus a more of a Japanese big man power guy. Yeah, so, two different styles completely. I've never, I don't know what to expect on this one to be honest. So it's gonna divide the crowd for sure because they both have their own fan base. Yeah. They're both crucial to the company. It's going to be a very divided crowd, but I think Logan is one of the types of venues that they'll just cheer for both equally. Yeah. And no matter what it is, like even though they're divided, like they want one to win over the other, they'll still cheer for good good moments in the match. So you're not going to have a dead crowd. You're just going to have a very confused crowd. That's <laughs> so great. That'll be the fun part to watch. <laughs> 2022, man. Congrats on another year. Congrats on, uh, honest, honestly, all the effort you guys put in. Like I said, I see it when I see all these promos from backstage. I'm like, I know Trent's doing his thing. Um, like, how is this year for you as a whole? Like, do you have any reflective thoughts on it? Creatively, it's been one of the most fulfilling years uh, of okay. my wrestling career. I guess it is a career. I do get a W2 for this, so it's officially a career. There you go. <laughs> like, it's, it is fulfilling. Very. My thing was, I told Danny at the, end, the beginning of the year that I'm like, just give me the young guys. I want, I want to work with a lot of the young talent because to me, um, they're very receptive. Not that the older guys aren't. I just love working with the young guys to kind of set them on their way with promos and literally throw cameras in people's faces and see what they're made of. Yeah. So I was I asked like, let me just have a lot of the young guys. And there's what the cool thing is. So for any companies out there, like your their producers would know. I don't know how many other people's structures are, but for us, between our producers, there's some people who just work better with other people. Like for example. I have a chemistry with Fred Yehi that, you know, other producers don't, you know, it's just me and Fred. I just understand. He, we understand. I know the character more than let's say our other producer does. So when I'm at a show, it's like, I'm assigned Fred because I know how to get that. I've written his story with him. I've like yeah. developed the character. So it's like, well, that's my guy. I'm going to sign him. For example, using Jake, Jake and I, I just, for some reason, other producer works better with Jake. Like, you know, he works way better with Jake than I do. So for me, it's like, okay, no, you take Jake promos because you know how to get it, tap into him way better than I can. And it's just, it's just chemistry too. Sometimes you just don't work with somebody as well as you do somebody else. I'm great with Mance. You know, I'm great with uh, Vega. Like, I just have different people who I'm like, I just get you and you get me and we click. Other ones, it's like, no, just split it up, split up your list and focus your strengths properly. So... Uh, for me, it's been a lot of that this year, and I've gotten okay. a lot of awesome people, man, who have gone on to do awesome things uh, on TV and, and elsewhere. Like just hearing certain wrestlers tell me that they've incorporated things I've helped them put together um, elsewhere when they've gone on international tours or whatever, and TV or whatever. It's just like it's fulfilling to me to hear that. Um, yeah. But, 
my big ones this year, man, I am I number I gotta point them out by name. Uh Damian Chambers is one of my absolute favorite focuses. And just the last show when he got to come up to the main show, his first time coming up from alive and he's on main roster. Uh I know this is this isn't NXT and WWE, but for me that was that might as well have been literally going from a takeover to a WrestleMania. That that was the moment for me because I've seen Chambers get put together like that and his put his career together so to me it was awesome that was your like triple h i'm proud of you moment yeah kinda. yeah absolutely dude it was pretty that's so, awesome it was, it was like a hell of a moment for me to see chambers get that spot and uh and finally like arrive so i'm proud of him man it's just gonna be a hell of a year for him and um and crash jackson is like buddy they came up together so i'm excited for crash that's awesome trent you, i don't know I, I mean sure people tell you but you, you're from us you're doing a, a phenomenal job you should know that and uh, thank you so much for, uh, I know gave you like a couple days on notice, but thanks so much for jumping on. We love you. Anytime, guys. Anytime. I'm set, I'm serious. Set up me, set up Trent and Steve, the big face off. The, the biggest feud in Chicago wrestling on, on who has made more appearances on two heels and a face. And uh, we'll literally count it on air and then we'll just duke it out. Friendly. <laughs> it's a positive. I'm, I, I'm opening the Trello board now. I'll put it as a task. We'll get something done. For sure. For sure. Thank you, Trent. Thanks. Have a good one. Hopefully see you next Friday. Yes. Let me know, man. Let me know. All right. Take care. Holy shit, dude. This makes me feel good. All these people wanted to join and say something. I mean, we can't be too bad at this, right? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) yeah, definitely. was, it was good to kind of catch up and, um, yeah. Pressure's on Charlie. I mean, next Friday, last show of the year, (laughs) AAW. I got to see, um, I am going to one of those New Year's cabins. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's what you tend to do for New Year's, that's right? Like you've done do. it? Yeah. 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 You know, I uh, the pressure is on. I did, I, I, that's why I tried to write some uh, some very AEW pro-friendly mm-hmm. articles. I wrote no, I mean, uh, the JMT think... preview recap. I, I've been doing some, if I can't physically visualize and be mm-hmm. there, you know, or, uh, I know that we'll, we supplement with some writing. So we try to get people over in different ways for sure. For sure. Um, and I think it's, um, for me, like, it'll be a good, like, I think I have that Friday night off, um, and, and I'll coordinate something. So I I think I might make it out there. I think it's, it, it feels right just because I don't have much going on that week. So again, you know, it's all about, you know, going to shows that you can and um, it feels right. So why not? Not, yeah. not pushing myself too hard here. But um, but yeah, it's, it's it's cool to 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 have talked to Steve, to talk to Val, to talk to to Trent. Like it, it feels like like, yeah, definitely. We haven't I, I hadn't seen them or talked to them in, in, in a while. So it does feel like we're picking up where we left off. So. We, we foster a community here. We try to, and we are involved. These people that we're on don't necessarily talk to each other. Obviously, Steve right. and Trent are going to do the big face-off. But, um, <laughs> 2023. Uh, yes, 2023 face-off. But, like, you know, we try to we try to spread the love. We do. Wrestling is a buffet. We just witnessed three parts of the buffet line. There are many more out there. Um, and, yeah, I, th- I think we have built we've built something in five years that's been great and we can continue to do it we'll just continue to we'll continue to help where we can i mean and that's the we don't have like 
somewhere to ask us, unless you tell me if I'm wrong, unless someone were to be like, where do you want this podcast to go in five years? I wouldn't have an answer to that. I'd be like, I'm just kind of focused on what's the thing we got. What's this next yeah. story we can tell? I, I, I think so, the, the hardest thing that I've struggled with uh, because it, it feels like we built the podcast around is consistency. Yeah. Like we've always been consistent. Uh, you know, once we, you know, after like maybe like episode seven, six, whatever it was, where we kind of like, all right, here's where we're going with this. And we went to a lot of fucking shows when we first started going. It was oh, an unhealthy amount, in my opinion. <laughs> but like, yeah. we love, we were love. I wasn't regretting anything. I was like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. You know? Yep. Yeah. We attend the many shows. We kept the weekly cadence for a long time. Um. So, so that's, that was, that's been the hard part, you know, as of the last month or two where it's like, we haven't been as consistent, but, you know, like looking forward to 2023 and not saying that our consistency is bi-weekly. I think that's more um, realistic mm-hmm. and, and definitely looking forward to that. And, um, and again, you know, we'll, we'll go to shows that we can. And if we can't, uh, you know, it, it's something that I've learned from you is like not to stress over things like that. Um, cause I definitely like was pushing myself to make sure I went to every show and it's just, you just can't, right? Like there's, there's family for sure. And, and other things that, that sometimes take precedent over the things that we enjoy doing, which yeah. you know, I'm not saying that I don't enjoy being with my family, but you know, like you definitely <laughs> want that time off at times, you know? Yeah. I think that you just gotta, you gotta be realistic about the amount of energy you can give to different things. Yeah. And I know you, you're, like I said, you're a people pleaser at heart, but it's hard to satisfy every person. It's an impossible to satisfy every person. So I think it was natural, it was natural to slow it down. And we just got to find a consistent cadence that we're comfortable with. That's the plan for 2023. Stick to our commitments, try to produce some good stuff, try to scratch our creative itch. The fan, the fantasy booking writing thing, mm-hmm. like I've had that idea in my jaw, j- rustling around in my brain, and it just feels good to write it down and get it out, even mm-hmm. if no one reads it or who, whoever reads it. Like, I know, I know, we're gonna try to talk to Vega in the future, so it'll be interesting to see like his perspective on it. But like, it just, it's the stuff like that that um, keeps me going. It's the stuff like that that like just makes me want to, yeah, I, I get a creative sense of fulfillment so to speak. So pair the, pair the creative sense of fulfillment with a consistency of consumption that you're comfortable with. There's a lot of C words. And I think we'll find that hap- that happy medium for two deals on a face and we'll still be able to help people in certain ways. Yep. And um, as I mean, one of the, one of the things that as like I said, I struggle with the whole like, damn, like we're not being consistent. We're not being consistent, but I also don't have the time. And, and and there'll be times where I'll kind of feel that stress, but I also like another podcast that um oh I actually my camera just froze. So you did. It's okay, I can still hear you. Okay, cool. Um <clears throat> uh, a podcast that that uh we're you know friends with or whatnot uh is uh Marty and Sarah. They actually just decided to take a break too. Yeah, it happens, you know, like that's so, uh that it's that's life. It's just uh we're human beings and we're not made to to necessarily go all the time. Sometimes we need to recharge in certain ways, you know, or, or re, we take a absence, make the heart grow founder. So maybe we take a break and then we miss it a little bit and then we come back. So I'm sure, I don't know what they're going through. It might be something like that, you know? Hey, at the end of the day, like, 
you have to make those calls and figure out what's best for you. And, and, and Hey, like at the end of the day, like, like we said initially, right? Like we don't want this to feel like we have to do this or it's a job or it's whatnot. Like it, it's fun. It's our creative outlet. So, yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I, I'm appreciative of you of being supportive every step of the way for sure. Uh, and making this a reality. And, and, and like you said today, like we've, We've been doing this for for five, going on six years or something like that. That's pretty so. crazy. That's pretty crazy. It's, I'm it's very crazy proud to think of, about. Yeah, very proud of our body of work. Honestly, I'm proud of it. And and like, like I said, it's not like we're not like, oh, we've been doing it for five years. Shouldn't we be like making money? Like that that thought that never goes through our mind. We're just no. proud to like tonight was the payoff because we had people. We had someone come on. I texted them like 20 minutes before they came on. They're like, sure, yeah, I'll come on. Like that is like really cool. And we just talked wrestling. Like that is like so fulfilling, you know. We've built that. Yep. And now we have uh 23 to uh look forward to. Yeah. So. What did you think of the top 25 list though? Is there anything you're egregiously pissed about in terms of ranking? Like <laughs> I know Kylie is on the list. I put her near the end of the yep. list uh, we're not going to give out numbers just yet because the list is not out um, the list is not officially out but I, I put her near that because i'm looking at 2022 as a whole and like she was around yes mm-hmm. a little bit more she was a little bit more like specialty like kylie is wrestling on the show she's going yeah, she, we're gonna bring in like someone you say like, you know she's her. you know she's she's not like oh it's you know the best year she's had so far like none of that she participated in the year she made her impact but mm-hmm. not um i know i'm gonna get dragged for that placement and I, like it's unofficial but really? i, I know for I where she is fair. you, you, think, you don't you think i'm that. gonna get dragged by the kylie faithful for that placement i mean they might want her here as number one but i think if you even ask kylie like she's not number one right now she's number one in our hearts but as body she's number work, one on our like, hearts, no. and she's and it's really cool that she's on main event. Congrats to her. But I tried to look at the promotions we cover from a full year's body of work was kind of right. A, I mean, you gave it away with uh Robert. Well, you gave it away earlier, Robert Anthony. Uh, I don't know about Frank the Clown, but you gave Robert Anthony number one, which it, I think it's it. I think it's fair, dude. And and honestly, like after we did the buffet line with Robert. Um, I became a faithful listener of his podcast. Yeah. Um, and I've enjoyed that body of work. Yeah. Um, he, it's been a really awesome together. And oftentimes we talk about these. Po- I mean, here we are in a, a minute and 45 here. I mean, an hour and 45. But uh, we also talk about like lengthy podcasts that are not that easily to digest. He goes on a pretty lengthy ones as well. And I honestly like his insight. His perspective, his guests, the stories that come out of that uh, Robert Eagle uh, Anthony podcast uh, podcast. What is it? Uh, Potting with ego. Potting with ego. Um, but that one of the things about you is like I, I don't know what's on YouTube and what's not on YouTube sometimes. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but again, like he's pumping out content, and I think it's great. I, I've enjoyed it a lot. So. That body of work outside of the wrestling stuff that he's doing, I think it's great. Yeah, it's what's cool about his podcast is he has such a unique, he has such a unique perspective. And we will never do the backstage. <clears throat> I don't even it he 
it is kind of like dirt. He can but do he it because he's it. there. Yes, he can do it because he's there and he's earned the right to talk about what happened. Exactly. We have not. If we have an interaction with ex wrestler or whatever, it's not like we're going to come here and talk about that. Correct. Like that's we, not what we do. We've known stuff that we have not repeated on air and we won't repeat on air. That's not what we do. We're the little bit more friendly, happy go lucky version of that. But his, he doesn't even hit. It's very interesting. He doesn't do it to drag people's name through the mud. He just does it to, he does it in like a very almost professional way, but it's yeah. still behind this peek behind the curtain stuff for sure, which is still really cool. Cause it's cool to hear the history of AEW. It's cool to hear his personal story about like how he battled with losing his dream and like stuff like that. It's not cool that he lost his dream, but it's just like really. But it's cool to see the the, the upside of that story now, where he's like he's committed to have to being that selfless veteran in the locker room now. Yeah, and and putting people over and guiding people and all that stuff. Um, the recent episode, it might not be the latest one, but the one before that, um, I don't know if you listened to it. It's uh, so Joe Alonso makes a comeback. Uh, you know, he's definitely his name has not been uh, you know utilized at, under the greatest light, you know, over the past few years. Sure. Um, and he's definitely been a mentor to Joe Alonso. And now Joe Alonso signed a contract with um, NWA. And so did Miss Kate. So congrats to them. Congrats too, to them. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they put in their work. And, and, and again, you know, having some somebody mentor you like Robert Ego. Um, has been super influential for them. And and I'm just glad that people are kind of making their dreams reality. While at the same time, us as fans just kind of sitting back and watching that journey. um, It's pretty cool to to just kind of kind of see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Shit, man, we did it almost two hours and I felt entertained the whole time. I hope that maybe the listeners that I didn't feel like we were really dragging or anything. And uh, yeah, next week, hopefully by the end, end, the goal is by the end of the new year to try to get the Chicago's top 25 2022 out and then obviously get this podcast out and promote it. Uh, but yeah, we've set our commitments earlier in the podcast, but uh, I guess we're just looking forward to 2023. I mean, we guys still got some people that want to talk to us. So like I said, we can't hey, that's a good thing. everything wrong. <laughs> All right, Charlie. Well, uh, this is it for Two Heels in a Face for 2022. Um, you know, you can find us at twoheelsinaface.com, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Two Heels in a Face, uh, number Two Heels in a Face. Um, any final words here for this uh, end of year review? No, I mean, I'm just great. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just grateful, man. I think we this is hey, a fan shout out to Chico. Where's Chico on the list? Where Chico's, uh, Chico's on the, on the list. list? No, Chico's he's on the list. No, he's on the list. Okay, I'll leave it as a mystery. I'll find them eventually. Oh, wait. Okay, no. I, see. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I didn't play. Uh, I think Chico has had a better year then. <laughs> but, um, okay, we can maybe but, put, um, we'll like I said, out. look, look, I don't want this to just be for my head. If you got opinions, you know, like maybe do yours, do your list on the right hand side, and then maybe we'll come up with a the middle. There you go. I'm open okay. for it. Like, I'm not saying this. This is not Charlie's list. This is two years on faces list. I just made it last year because you know busyness right. and stuff. But like, you put your impression on it, dog. Chico's on the list. Chico is in Chico's the list. list. Yes, confirm. All right, confirm. Chico. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll leave off with that hashtag. Viva la Chico.
Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for, uh, just, I'm just grateful. It's just been fun. I want to continue to do more stuff and, and unique stuff. So we'll just keep doing that. Be different. That's all I gotta say. All right. Thanks. Bye.